0: And so, Lord, today we come with all of our frailties and weaknesses, deficiencies, we come to your throne today. Rock of ages cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. The Lord send your word to your people and bless their lives, their hearts. And give somebody direction, someone who's on the verge of giving up. Give them faith to go on further. In the name of Jesus we pray. Thank God. Amen. While you're standing, please let me read from the Gospel of John chapter 11. Starting with verse 1. Gospel of John chapter 11 verse 1. Now a certain man was sick Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sisters sent to Jesus, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place that he was. When he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. Verse 11, these things he said. And after that, he said to them, our friend Lazarus sleeps But I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death. But they thought he was speaking about his taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Verse 21. Then Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Verse 43, now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, "Loose him and let him go. Matthew chapter 20 verse 17 Now Jesus going up to Jerusalem took the twelve disciples aside on the road and said to them, Behold, we're going to Jerusalem and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes. They will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify and the third day he will rise again. Believe, expect, and act on your miracle. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, Believe, Believe, expect, expect, and and act on your miracle. Please be seated. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. The here that Martha is speaking about is Bethany, a community two miles outside of the city of Jerusalem. The here that he was speaking of was at a home owned and lived in by Lazarus and his two sisters, Mary and Martha. Jerusalem and its surrounding communities was an area that contained many people who wanted to kill Jesus contained many people who were hostile to Jesus Christ just before in John 10:31 a group of men had taken up stones to kill Jesus and in John 10:39 they had assaulted Jesus and physically attempted to capture him and he either by speed or by strength by the assistance of his disciples was able to escape being apprehended having escaped Jesus decided to leave the area for a while and go to a place called Perea that was a wilderness place where John the Baptist had conducted his services and it was in that same area that Jesus started his ministry he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights in Perea he had endured the intense temptations of the devil in Perea. He had been baptized in that area and he'd selected some of his first disciples in Perea. His ministry in many ways had started in that area. And so as the end of his ministry drew near, he went back to the place where he started. Sometimes it's good to go back to the place where you started. You can have all kinds of thoughts and all kinds of reflections when you go back where you started you're driven to self-assessment you're driven to self evaluation that place where you started is a good place for renewal and for recommitment especially when you're facing a challenging period things are simplified and basic when you go back where you started and if you don't visit that place Physically, you ought to go back to that place mentally and emotionally and see where God has brought you from and why God brought you from there. What did you intend to do then? What have you done now? What did you promise God when you started off? What have you performed? What still remains to be done of the vision God gave you when you started and so to that place where Jesus started came a message from Mary and Martha. The message did not mention Lazarus by name. It merely, said the Lord, that it merely said, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. John 11 verse 5 says, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and their brother Lazarus. Luke 10.38 gives us insights into the home and the relationship they had with Jesus. He was frequently a guest in their home. And on one visit, Martha was busy everywhere working, preparing, and serving the meal. And Jesus, Mary, was listening to Jesus teach. And Martha complained to Jesus. He was so close that he could be included in their family arguments. And, you know, usually when you uh, have company, you save the family dispute till the company leaves. But Jesus was so close that Martha felt they, they could have their little fuss right in the presence of Jesus. And so Martha complained to Jesus that Mary was not helping as she should. I'm working, washing dishes, cleaning house, and Mary's looking in your face, listening to the words. That you are speaking. Jesus answered and said to Martha, 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 you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. The same Mary is the one who later anointed the feet of Jesus with a very expensive spikenard ointment and then wiped his feet with her hair. Mm. A woman's hair is said to be her glory. A person's feet, especially in that day, because of their contact with the earth, was the dirtiest part of his body, and she placed her glory at his feet. she would have messed up her weave a $300 hairdo somebody in the room would say not this weave not today she placed her glory at his feet she washed his feet wiped his feet with her hair should also be noted that later on Jesus washed all of the disciples feet he washed the feet of even Judas who betrayed him but you know it seems that Jesus in many ways was made to feel at home in the house of Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus they had a genuine love for Jesus They had a genuine respect for Jesus. And that love motivated their generosity and it motivated their hospitality and their generosity and hospitality and genuine genuine love and respect caused their home to be a place where Jesus was pleased to frequently abide. Their positive attitude toward Jesus caused him to feel a special love for them. They positioned themselves for a miracle because of their behavior and because of their love. And whenever Jesus was in town, he said, I'm staying with Mary, Martha, and with Lazarus. Now, before you conclude that Jesus unfairly selected favorites whom he loved more than he did others, you must understand how much they loved him. Too many people are jealous of the good relationship that other folk have when they have no knowledge of what those others have invested in their good relationship. Kindness, generosity, respect enhance good relationships. Selfishness, disrespect, disagreement can destroy the possibility, any possibility of a good relationship. And so don't hate, celebrate and duplicate. Uh, Look toward your neighbor, please, and say, don't hate, hate. celebrate, Celebrate. Duplicate." duplicate. He that would have friends must first show himself to be friendly. I know folk were standing around fussing, complaining. Why is he staying there? Why is he visiting them? Why is he going there? Well, he went there. He visited them because he was convinced of the love they had for him. And because of all the good things they'd extended to him. So stop sitting around fussing. Start extending some love and start extending some good feelings and some good acts and good gestures and good deeds. Hallelujah. Jesus, being the divine son of God, knew the pain and death that he would endure if he went back to Bethany and if he went back to Jerusalem. Jerusalem. He knew that there were those there who had agreed that they were going to kill him. They had pledged their lives that they were going to kill him if they ever had an opportunity. But still, he decided that he would return to that area. Because he got a message, he whom you love is sick. He knew automatically that that was Lazarus. And he knew how much he loved Lazarus, but listen to the text. It says, um, when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed in the place where he was for two more days. Now that's strange. It would seem that if he loved him, he would get in a hurry and move out immediately to come to the aid of Lazarus. It would seem that he would drop everything and rush to Bethany. But the Bible says he stayed two more days days you waited a while longer somebody's in one of those waiting periods that you don't understand one of those waiting periods that you can't comprehend but i've just come by to tell you you'll understand it better by and by Would somebody say praise the lord you need to know that love is the predominant sentiment that God has toward us. As a matter of fact, the Bible says God is love. If you have a will or a desire to know God or to serve God, God's love will find a way to connect with you. And so love caused Jesus to decide to walk into danger for his friends. Love caused him to groan and be troubled verse 33 and 38 because of Lazarus' death even to weep verse 35 says that Jesus wept and in verse 36 then said the Jews behold how he loved him finally Jesus let the disciples know that Lazarus was not only sick not only asleep Lazarus was dead the Lord Jesus was fully God and fully man. As a man, he endured sorrow and he endured pain just like we do. Hebrews 4.15 says that we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Every trial, trouble, distress you're going through, Jesus has been through it. He loves you and He understands what you're going through. And you can come boldly to the throne of grace and find mercy and grace to help in the time of need. Somebody ought to say, Amen. Notice how strongly Jesus wanted the disciples and the people to believe in him. Listen to the words of John 11 and 14. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there. As a matter of fact, I waited extra days so that I wouldn't be there. And the reason I did it is that I want you to believe. Look at your neighbor and say, the Lord wants you to believe. John 11 and 40, Jesus said to Martha, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of the Lord? John, the gospel writer himself, seems amazed at the unbelief of the people. For I said in John 12, 37, although he had done many signs before he, them, they did not believe. Look at your neighbor and say, what God has done for you in the past? I'll give you faith to believe him in the present and in the future. Think about that. In John 12, Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And he who sees me sees him who sent me. And I have come as a light to the world that whosoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. He wanted them to believe. The gospel writer John says in chapter 20, verse 30 and 31 of his gospel, and truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have faith in his name. This incident with Mary and Martha. And Lazarus was designed not only to bless all believers, but specifically to prepare the disciples for what they were going to face one week later. The event took place just a short time before the crucifixion. Lazarus became sick and he died and he was resurrected just a few days before Jesus was crucified and died and was resurrected. And this this miracle with, with Lazarus was the last miracle that is described in the word of God before the triumphal entry into the city of Jerusalem. So the week starts with the death and the raising of Lazarus. And it ends with the death and the raising of Jesus. And I believe that if they had allowed this incident with Lazarus to sink deeply into their hearts and to stimulate faith in their hearts, they would have dealt differently with the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. Let me say it again. If they had allowed the death and resurrection of Lazarus, to impact their hearts and their minds and to sink deeply within them and to understand the economy of God, when they saw Lazarus raised from the dead after four days, they would have believed that Jesus was going to rise from the dead after three days. Can I please take my time? Matthew chapter 20, verse 17. Now Jesus going up to Jerusalem Took the twelve disciples aside on the road and said to them, Behold, we're going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests, scribes. They'll condemn him to death, deliver him to the Gentiles, mark and scourge, crucify him, and the third day he will rise again. He told them, I'm going to be crucified the third day, I'm going to rise again. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all agree that Jesus told the disciples time and time again that he was going to be crucified and that he was going to rise again from the dead. His purpose for telling them this was that they might believe in, expect, and act on their faith in the resurrection. The miraculous incident with Lazarus was intended to strengthen their ability to believe and have faith in and to act appropriately in the face of a trial that would stand before them. Are you here? And so Martha met Jesus when he arrived, said in John 11 and 21, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But then she went on and said, but even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give it to you. If you'd been here, this terrible thing would not have happened. But even now, (laughs) I know. Even now, I know you can fix this thing. Even now, I know you can work it out. Even now, I know you can bring him back to life again. Would somebody raise your hand and say, "Even even now? Somebody said, one of those even now situations. Seems by every observation it's too late Situation is wrecked And havoc has been sown in your life But I just dare you to have enough faith in your heart To say even now, Lord Amen. How many of you believe nothing is too hard for God? Anybody in an even now situation? Clap your hands, believing God's going to bring you out All right The word of hope in the midst of despair. He's dead, but even now, the worst has happened, but even now, I wish somebody would revisit that situation that you've given up on and say to God, even now, I know you can turn it around. Praise God for turning it around, for working it out. We'll bring it down. And then Jesus spoke those immortal words to Martha and said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever believes and lives and believes in me shall never die. That's John eleven twenty five 25 and 26. Jesus is the resurrection. Look over at your neighbor and say, Jesus is the resurrection. Hallelujah the life of the spirit is determined by your relationship with God through Jesus Christ and to be without Christ is to be dead spiritually condemned to eternal death the body is merely the house in which the spirit lives. And when the house dies, the spirit of, belie- of the believer lives on with Christ in the spiritual realm. And so Jesus assured Martha and he assured Mary that Jesus was going, that Lazarus was going to rise up again. When they arrived at the tomb, Jesus commanded that they should roll the stone away. And that same Martha who had said, A little while before, even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give it to you. said, no, 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 don't roll the stone away. It's too late. A few moments before, she said, even now. But then she said, it's too late. It's too late. By now, he's stinking. But isn't it wonderful to know that God usually waits until it's too late? before he does a miracle in your life if it's not too late you don't need a miracle you can handle it yourself God is a God that goes to work when it's too late Lazarus is sick Jesus said he's not sick enough I can't get glory out of his level of sickness now and he knew Lazarus is dead Jesus said he's not dead enough he waited until lazarus had been dead for four days until they announced it's too late and jesus said it's not too late for me he showed up in that too late situation listen if you don't have a problem you don't need a miracle when it's too late for us it's just right for god and god gets glory out of too late a delay does not mean that God does not love you, nor does it mean that God is not going to bring you out. It just means that you better get ready for your miracle. Will you tell two people get ready for your miracle? <laughs> tell somebody else it's not too late, it's not too late, it's never too late. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Martha said, Lord, it's too late. There's a stench. He's been dead for four days. This situation is not only dead, it's also stinking. Somebody today is confronted by a situation that's not only dead, it's stinking. Can I get a witness in here? Anybody dealing with something that was painful? But if it was not enough that it was painful, you're now dealing with the repulsive and nauseating memories that are a result of that event. Somebody else may feel that you've dealt with your dead situation. If you dealt with it, it it might be repulsive and nauseating to you. Some things, every time you think about them, you not only get repelled, you get almost physically sick and nauseated when you think about that past experience, past situation, past uh, situation. But listen, get ready for your miracle. Oh, will somebody clap your hands and praise God? Believe, expect, and act. Jesus cried out with a loud voice and said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus came forth bound with grave clothes. And Jesus said, loose the man and let him go. And Lazarus was presented back to his family, back to his community, alive and well. Don't you tell me what my God is not able to do. He can walk up in a dead, stinking situation and reverse it and turn it around. Does anybody have a dead, stinking situation? God can reverse it. Oh, I wish you'd get glad with me. Hallelujah. 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 But the main point I want to make today I want this to stay with you stick with you The Lord inspired me earlier this week this is what I'm to say and this is what I'm to preach and what I want to say is Jesus not only performed this miracle because he loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus he performed this miracle to prepare the disciples to trust God and believe God when Jesus himself was crucified and resurrected. When Jesus was hung on the cross, he wanted the disciples to act by faith and believe. He had already told them several times that he was going to be crucified, and on the third day, he was going to rise up again, and now he had given them a living example of his power over death. Lazarus had been dead for four days, and Jesus brought him back to life. Does it not seem reasonable that one week later when Jesus was crucified that they would not have given up on him so quick that they would not have walked away, that they would not have given up in fear so quickly, they at least should have given Jesus three or four days before they gave up on him. And if you know I'm right, you ought to clap your hands and praise the lord (laughs) Hallelujah. hallelujah listen they were not going to be destroyed no word no prophecy that jesus had ever given them was given to let them know that they were going to be in danger during the period of his crucifixion As a matter of fact, he had told them time and time again that you're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're going to go here, you're going to go there, you're going to accomplish this, thousands are going to be blessed, greater works than these shall you do because I'm going to go back to the Father. Listen, there was no way they could die. There was no way they could be destroyed, but nevertheless, they walked in fear, they walked in trembling, They ran for their lives. They hid themselves because of fear in their hearts. Listen, he who hath begun a good work in you shall perform it until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if God has something for you to do, there's no way you can die until you get it done. Lord, help me to preach today. Oh, bless the name of God. Oh, I felt that in my spirit. God had something for them to do after the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus, and there was no way they could die until they got it done. They should not have been afraid. They should not have been uh, doubting and walking in unbelief. They should have been high, lifted up in their spirits and in their hearts that let's do what Jesus said for us to do. Let's believe in him. Let's trust him. Everything he said about them required that they survive. God knows. God knows. God knows your future. God knows what he's going to bring to pass in your life. And you just need to learn how to trust him and rely upon the Lord. So when Jesus was captured, they fell apart. Their faith went down to zero. They said, we're going to be killed. And we see them running and hiding and lying and denying. We see them returning to their old ways of life, to their former pursuits. They were afraid for their own safety, for their survival, when Jesus had already promised that God had a plan for their lives. Somebody in this room, you need to know that you can't die until God's plan for your life is fulfilled. Would you say that to your neighbor? You can't die until God's plan for your life is fulfilled. Somebody needs to fight against faith. Fight against unbelief. You need to fight against fear. Fear and unbelief can make you miss out on your opportunity for service and blessing. For God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love of a sound mind what if the disciples had said to one another now jesus is being crucified uh he's dying but he told us this was going to happen he told us that he was going to be crucified but he also said he is going to rise again from the dead why don't we go down to the tomb and have church until jesus comes forth out of the tomb Let's go and worship before the tomb. Let's shout because our miracle is on the way. Let's not hide. Let's not be afraid. Let's go to the place where he said he was going to rise, and let's praise God. Let's glorify God. What? If the disciples had went around all over Jerusalem and all over that vicinity saying, listen, on the third day Jesus said he's going to rise again, let's all go to the tomb. Let's have a crusade at the tomb. Let's have a revival at the tomb. Let's, let's bring everybody we can. Let's get 40 or 50,000 people and let's be standing there at the tomb when Jesus steps out. What if 50,000 people had seen Jesus walk out from the grave and say, I'm he that was dead and now I'm alive and I'm alive forevermore and I've got the keys to death, hell, and the grave. What if 50,000 people had left Jerusalem and went all over the world and said we saw him with our very eyes. We touched him with our very hands. Jesus is alive and well. Come on, help me praise God. Hallelujah. Fear and unbelief can make you miss your opportunity for service and for blessing. Would you tell your neighbor fear and unbelief can make you miss your opportunity for service and for blessing. God wants you to believe his word. Expect your miracle and act on it. What you really believe will have a great impact on your life They missed the best part of the resurrection. They failed their tests. They missed seeing the greatest miracle of all history. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek after him. And God wants us to know today that you can expect good things from God. His power and his blessings are not just for Bible days. His power and his blessings were not just for Moses, not just for Joshua, not just for David, but you've got to believe it's for me. God's power is available to me. God's anointing is available to me. God's wisdom is available to me. Would you raise your hand and say, thank God your best is available unto me. What God wants you to do is to believe his word and expect your miracle and then act on your miracle. Matthew 7 and 7 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it will be open unto you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open to you. Of uh, what man is there among you? If your son asks for a fish, we'll give him a serpent. Or if he asks for bread, we'll give him a stone. And if you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to them that ask him? Believe it, expect it, and act on it. Will you look toward your neighbor and say, Believe it, expect it, and act on it. Your miracle is on the way. Come on and praise God for it. Hallelujah. 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 The story was told of a particular geographic area that for a long time was overwhelmed by a severe drought. No rain fell for a long time. The crops and livestock were dying and the whole area fell into economic depression. But the pastor of a certain church called for a prayer meeting at a certain time to pray for rain. But one old sister showed up at the appointed time. She had on rain boots. She had on a raincoat. She had an umbrella and a rain hat on her head. And somebody rebuked her and said, Why are you showing up in the middle of a drought with a raincoat and an umbrella and with boots on your feet? The old lady said, I thought we were going to pray for rain. And if we pray for rain, I believe the rain is on the way. My God is a God that answers prayer. And if I ask God for something, I believe it. I expect it. And I ask, I act on it. Child of God, keep on trusting God. Keep on believing God. Keep on relying on God. Oh, bless the name of God. Jesus said, have faith in God. For whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says, whatever he claims whatever he believes and so make up your mind i'm gonna believe the word make up your mind i'm going to live for god i'm going to obey god i'm going to do the will of god keep on sowing and believe that god is going to bring forth your harvest start allowing god in his great love to bring you out and turn your life around start relying on god and giving him praise and giving him glory and giving him honor because it shall it shall it shall come to pass he's able I said he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all say it after me exceedingly abundantly above all that you may ask I think. Come on, help me praise God. Help me praise God. Help me praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, I said Jesus, can turn dead, stinking situations around. When you look at your name and say Jesus, can turn dead, thinking situations around. Why don't you say, Lord, turn it around. And because you believe him, begin to praise him, praise him. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, "It's It's it's turning around. 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 Why don't you just turn around and say, Lord, I thank you. It's turning around. Oh. oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. What they should have done was get in front of that tomb where Jesus was buried and just start shouting and praising God and saying, Lord, I know you're going to work it out. I know you're going to bring him out. Listen, you can't do that because he's already arisen and ascended back to heaven, but you can get in front of your tomb. You can get in front of your dead situation. You can get in front of your problem, your dead finances, your dead marriage, your dead home, your dead relationships, your debt finances, you can get in front of that tomb and start to praise Him, start to magnify Him. Dance in advance, dance until God brings you out. Dance, He's able, I said He's able. Praise Him, stand up, praise Him, stand up, glorify Him, stand up, oh yeah, hallelujah, 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 anybody have a problem, lift up your hands, anybody have a sickness, Lift up your hands. Anybody have an unsurmountable obstacle that you cannot climb over, an impossible situation that you can't deal with, we're turning it over to Jesus. And Jesus is saying to us, if I could raise Lazarus from the dead after he was dead, after he was stinking, if I could rise myself from the dead on the third day, and fix your dead stinking situation I can turn it around I can bring you up I can bring you up is there anything too hard for God God can do anything oh bless his name expect believe expect and act on your miracle if you believe God, how many believe God today? How many are willing to turn it over to the Lord on today? I want you by faith to say, Lord, you can deal with this. I'm turning it over to you. I'm going to believe you with all my heart. And while you're raking it out, while you're bringing me out, I'm going to praise you by faith are my miracle. Come on and praise praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah hallelujah, hallelujah. Would you just tell three people it's going to be all right. 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 I believe it's going to be all right. I'm going to walk on by faith. I'm going on. I'm going to get on with my life. We cannot see through the future. We cannot see through dear eyes. But we can walk on by faith, we can walk on by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Tell your neighbor one more time, it's going to be all right. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He's fixing it. He's working it out. He's bringing you out. Just keep on trusting him and relying upon him. Praise him in the midst of your trouble. Believe him in the midst of your trial. It is done. In Jesus' name, I see you in the future and you'll look much better than you look right now. I said I see you in the future and you look much better than you look right now come on and praise God (laughs) hallelujah All right now. All right now. God said, It's all right now. All right now. All right now. God said, It's all right. Look over at your neighbor. Sing it for me. Come on, all right now.